friends, you're listening to Mess and Magic, a safe place for women to explore the mess we encounter on this beautiful journey called life and celebrate how we've turned those into magical moments. I'm Destiny. And I'm Victoria. And in each episode, we'll impact topics around spiritual elevation, self-exploration, relationships of all kinds, career, and everything else in between. So grab a journal. And your sage. And let's dive in. Hello, soul friends. Hello, hello. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. <laughs> Happy 2021, yes. bitches. Oh my gosh, Oh my God. Tap, tap, tap in. Tap in. I'm so (laughs) tapped in for this new year. I just feel just super happy going into this year. It's the first year where I'm not like new year, new me, or where I'm like, I have all these goals and all these intentions. This is the first year where I just rolled the wave into the new energy, just rode it and still riding it. And I'm going to try my best to ride it all this year Mm, I love that I love that yeah I definitely felt like the energy change just something about it seemed very more so action oriented like I feel like 2020 was a lot of learning and 2021 feels like application I love that I love that for you I honestly I can't like steal that I definitely saw that on Instagram girl (laughs) But you feel it. But I feel it. And that's all that matters. I feel like for me, it's the complete opposite. Last year was a year of learning. The year before that was a year of learning. Mm -hmm. In 2019, it was more of a struggle to learn the lessons. In 2020, it was a little bit less of a struggle to learn the lessons and receive the messages. Mm -hmm. And 2021, I'm just open. Like, no struggle. I'm here to learn and to receive. So definitely did feel new energy stepped into this new year just feeling like a weight was pulled off of my shoulder yeah and that I can just I can just live and it feels like a new start it feels like a new start and a new new space for me to step into a new me yes I just said it new year new me (laughs) (laughs) yes so (laughs) this is a very special episode because it's the last one of the season yes. our first season yes <laughs> last one of the first season and it has been such a journey to get here we have been we've had months of planning this has been a journey we started i think in march mm-hmm. and before we actually physically started it was a couple months or even a year of me being like victoria we should start a podcast <laughs> I know, it's just like just inching at just, it at it <laughs> we should start one and you were like um uh, i don't know about that the fear that's what was setting in the fear the yeah. fear-based mindset but we're here yes and we're wrapping up our first season and it was pretty awesome. It was pretty ho- awesome. So how was this process like for you? A really beautiful classroom. A really beautiful classroom. I feel like, I, like I'm like i at the graduation of fifth grade and just, and I say fifth grade because that, that's where still when they gave you like gold stars and things and actually like praise for your hard work. <laughs> and stickers. <laughs> yes, exactly. And not like ensuing you know, student loan debt that you're going to accrue from college. But yeah, it, it feels like, no, we, we set our mind to this one particular goal. And it's just really amazing to see what comes together with focus and hard work. And that's exactly what it was. And yeah, we spent, you know, months like planning it, but it wasn't until that we were really in it did we really start to experience what was going on, which is, it's just awesome to just kind of see like, no, that's that's just the ins and outs of, of starting this. Like you don't really see what's around the corner. And I think like, it's just a greater testament to kind of how life works too. Oh, for sure, you know? for sure. It was just to the point where we could have spent so many more months planning because it never felt like we were ready to press the start button. Mm-hmm. And then we finally were like, look, it's October we need to get this out we are sitting on this beautiful project that we spent so much energy on we just have to press start and put it out and even though we did all those months of preparation when we posted our first episode 
we weren't even ready. <laughs> we weren't even ready. Um, like physically, we were ready. We had the assets, but we it, just our energy, mm. our hearts, our minds just still felt like we weren't ready. And I don't think I personally got ready until we were about three episodes in. Mm, yeah, where it was like this, third times a charm. <laughs> where it was like this is this is actually happening. Happening. I'm definitely ready. This has been such. A learning process as you said it felt like a classroom and it was daunting to do this with your best friend yeah. like because work is a whole different dynamic you know it mm -hmm. can really really you know what is it grind someone's screws or whatever yeah <laughs> you, it's like I, I feel like that and then traveling with someone like how compatible are you two yes <laughs> do yes, a major project yes. and then go on vacation with them yes yes which we're about to do the latter yes <laughs> very soon next yes. month hopefully but this was definitely a learning process because we are so different in the way we work and the way we see things and communication was so important we definitely have had a lot of like uncomfortable moments but we're here. Yeah. We're yeah. here. And I'm just so proud of us. We've been able to compartmentalize mm -hmm. and get through the hurdles. And yeah. I'm sure there are many more to come. But one day <laughs> we're going to just be in sync and we'll fully understand each other and fully understand um, the flow that is mess and magic. Yes. And, and turn it into magic. Yeah. Gosh, yeah. We're living out the podcast. We, we're living out the <laughs> podcast. And. We just want to thank you guys so much for listening. Um, we have received so many amazing messages. Shout out to all of my girlfriends who have been yes, like, oh you. my God, this is so good. I'm so proud of you. Uh, thank you for being accepting of us because it, it's definitely, for me personally, this is the first time I'm sharing in this way, being very vulnerable into my life and the way that I think. And this was very daunting and very scary. I've opened up about some things as far as my views with men and even my views on life um, and other things that I have never shared with people. So for me to share those things and for you guys to be so accepting just feels like love and it makes me so happy and it, it was definitely important for me to do that in 2020 because stepping into this new year I, I feel more comfortable in my skin I feel more comfortable with my views and my values on life and I feel more comfortable expressing those yes yes yeah and because you you find out it's not so scary to be vulnerable. But before, like, you're in the moment, especially, like, when you're sharing about topics that you've held very close to your heart, like, even, like, when we talked about family stuff, there's so many different thoughts that go through your mind. Like, how is this going to look? Are you guys going to judge me? Is this going to be taken out of context? But it's that that's not really the, the purpose when we're when we're speaking and sharing when it's coming from, like, a, a real heart source, you know? And it's kind of, it's taught me a lot of, not just um, lessons in vulnerability, but also like an acceptance, like by accepting me to speak 100% my truth and my authenticity, it's allowing me to accept that into others too. Cause I, I always want to give off that energy, mm -hmm. but it's like, okay, if you can give off that energy to someone else, you have to be able to give it to, to yourself. yourself. Yeah. 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 Yeah, beautiful. So yes, this is the final episode <laughs> of season <laughs> one of Mess and Magic. Eat Thank fancy. you for accepting us again. Thank you for accepting our Midwestern and our Southern slang and energy. We appreciate that. <laughs> no code switching on here. Uh, <laughs> and None. season two is going to be very fun. I reckon that it's going to be very different. We are going to try to have guests on every episode so we can bring some new perspectives to the platform. We plan to dive deeper into different topics or in the topics that we've already discussed. So if there is a guest you would like to see on the podcast or if there's a topic that you would like us to expand upon or discuss, 
please shoot us a DM at Mess in Magic Podcast, or we can do it the old old fashioned way. <laughs> you can send us a letter at no, I'm just playing. <laughs> just playing. You can send us a digital letter at Mess and Magic podcast at gmail.com yeah. and um, spell out the and um, in the email as well as the Instagram handle yes yes so <laughs> so so let's just talk about more about this transition until 2021 oh, like yes. how does it feel for you let's further expand upon that okay man um I'm at a loss for words because it just feels like the time is now. Yes. Like we made it. Like, yeah, I feel like a warrior. Yeah. I can get through anything. Like I'm in control of my life. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Honestly, like yeah, there's really no other way to say it except Mm -hmm. yes. It feels like we made it out on the other side Mm -hmm. and it's, also made me not necessarily more intentional because I definitely feel like there's more of a surrender to how things are going to happen for this year. Um, And just like to know that regardless of the goals that I've set, like I don't know exactly how they're going to formulate, but just like having more surrender and that my actions will bring those about more. Yeah. Um, And I think 2020 was kind of a hard lesson that because everything that I thought how it was gonna go like definitely it just didn't, didn't. yeah like, 2020 really was needed in a lot of our lives to just shake our worlds and be mm-hmm. like hey there's a certain amount of fate and going with the flow and faith that we have to put into life because i'd say from 2016 to now it's been all about do nothing without intention. <laughs> Be very intentional. Thanks a lot. Plan your goals. Um, write down what you want. Strategize. You'll get it that way. Stay mm-hmm. up all night. You'll get it. Mm-hmm. And and the world was like, actually, no. That's not. There's a certain is. amount of living that you have to do in order for discovery to happen. Yeah. And time is a component, unfortunately, that we are up against and it takes time. So we have to allow the pieces to fall into place and we can't be so strategic about everything. Exactly. Exactly. And just the idea of going, 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 going has been completely turned on its head first with work, which is really nuts because I do remember talking so much about, I want to work from home. And I heard that echo from other coworkers too. And just, I think everybody kind of had that shared thing. It's like, I'm tired of commuting, especially people in LA. And then shout out to the people in New York who were on those trains. Oh, honey. And I I know everyone was thinking like, damn, if I could just stay home more, if I could just work from home a few days a week. And now we got it. And then it's still, it, it was still like a change in mindset, right? Because all of a sudden, like very sporadically, we're staying at home. Our schedules are completely turned on our heads, but we still have that same mindset of sitting in the office. And it's like, no, no, no. Like, hey, here's a great opportunity where you can kind of create something that really works, works for, for you. you. Yes. <laughs> I feel so much in control of my career. First off, I do want to say that you know, all these bloggers who were like, you can work from anywhere from home. It's such a breeze. <laughs> Honey, it is not like that. I mean, Maybe no if breeze. you're like a YouTuber, a content creator where you really can make your own schedule up where, yes, you have other stakeholders and you have other people that you're working with. But really, you're calling all of the shots. It is definitely not like that. I honestly have felt stressed in a new way of being home that I did not feel when I was in the office because I honestly felt that when I was in the office, when I left out of that door, that's, that was it. <laughs> there were days where I didn't bring my laptop home. I didn't bring my laptop home a lot. Like, yes, I would stay late into the office, maybe about an hour or an hour and a half. But once I walked out, I did not have to start work until I went, stepped back into those doors. But working from home, 
there were days when it felt like I was working 24 seven and it was so difficult for me to compartmentalize my, my life and unplug, but it's, it's a journey. It's a learning process and I've gotten better at, you know, compartmentalizing and doing all those things. And I'm looking forward to seeing how my evolution of working at home will evolve this year. But I can honestly say I cannot see myself going back into the office. I cannot see myself going back into the office. And now that I'm empowering myself to figure out how to make this work for me, I feel so much in control of my career. Yeah. Of my freedom. I've I've felt freedom in 2020 in a way that I have never felt despite all of the mm. things that have gone on in 2020 within the black community. Wow. I, I love that. Yeah. I love that. Like there, there is a certain amount of empowerment with it. I think because everything has been so chaotic, it just, it gives you that choice mm-hmm. and we've always had a choice, right? But right now it feels like I really have a choice. It feels like, honestly, if I, if I wanted to be like, F it, I don't want to do this no more. I could just do that. Even though I know bills got to get paid, <laughs> money got to be made. You know, I'm, I'm doing the work. Cause I, I know in order to survive the way that I want to at this current moment. Um, and also it's not like I despise the work, you know, I, I'm doing it because of that reason. But at the same time, I feel in control I feel the freedom to be able to change Mm. you know completely change my life if I want to I was talking to Victoria and I could just say it here Um, I moved into my first solo apartment in 2020 such a blessing literally a direct call from God for my prayers this place is and I have been decorating this place up it looks so good it looks so good thank you I love it it's me it's I did not use a Pinterest board or inspo photos to build this space I literally just was like what do I like what feels good to me what have I always wanted to have what's the vibe that I wanted I've always wanted to create and I have a very beautiful apartment and it looks luxurious even though it is definitely like (laughs) it's not the most luxurious place but I have enjoyed cultivating and designing this space so much that I'm like I'm gonna explore interior designing because why (laughs) the hell not (laughs) you you got a little itch for it and I'm gonna scratch the hell out of that thing scratch that itch (laughs) That's that itch. So just so much freedom. And if 2020 taught me anything, it's that all that matters is what matters to you. What makes life feel worth living, love, happiness, and joy. Nothing else really matters. Nothing else really matters. And especially we have been so blessed, so blessed. Anyone who has been able to find joy and happiness throughout this time and find shelter and find comfort so blessed so blessed and that alone feels like i I might as well be living this life to the fullest and taking all the risks right right because yeah it it is a very like sweet spot a lot of people's experiences with 2020 and the pandemic hasn't been as easy but it's it's not something to feel guilty about you know our corporate jobs were ones that were able to keep us on and so i think it's more of a testament to how we're supposed to show up in this life and through I think like God's grace Mm -hmm. to take full advantage of where where we are you know and not yeah and it just it kind of makes you or it's made me really think long and hard about the way I'm thinking Mm -hmm. and how honestly kind of selfish it's been for a little bit for me to sulk and complain so much instead Mm -hmm. of not taking action and sharing like my gifts with the world um which is it's it's a hard concept and like not to negate that you know depression and anxiety and things aren't issues that people still struggle with because it's very real it's very real i've had Mm -hmm. my moments although like career and financially i've been okay but as far as being alone has been a bitch Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. been an absolute bitch and i have myself dealt self dealt with deep moments of sadness very challenging yeah it's a very real thing but like you said I the thing that pulled me out of it wasn't because I had a therapist or this or that yes I had an amazing love circle but just 
counting my blessings and realizing how mm-hmm. blessed I am and how much opportunity I have in this life. So I might as well leverage that to pull myself back into a space of joy, whatever that looks like for that day. Yeah, yeah. The gratitude. The, the gratitude. gratitude. That That is definitely the theme of 2020 is yeah. just just gratitude and I honestly had moments of feeling bad for how blessed I felt you know that's, yeah, that's normal just yeah. feeling bad but I was like you know what no like I, the the way that I can give back is to live this to the fullest and figure out how can I spread this to others because because mm-hmm. that's that's really all it is and I've done right. things this year that I haven't done taking my time to listen to people to invest in people in my family like my little sister wants to start a business I'm like girl how much you need I got you I'm 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 about to help you out you know what I'm saying and sharing knowledge doing whatever I can to to give back even if it's like oh I'm donating to this organization or I'm you know handing out whatever spare cash I have to the houseless people you know living in my neighborhood before we move on, was there anything else that 2020 has taught you, has um, moved mm. you to and enlightened you about? Stop procrastinating. Stop procrastinating on anything and just do it. Like scratch the itch, heed your intuition, whatever. Just stop procrastinating. I just even think about the amount of times that I declined like maybe meeting with you at the coffee shop you know like the early days when we first met and you're mm-hmm. like oh I'm going to this tea shop and stuff and I'll be like I'm, I'm, I'm tired girl I, I got stuff to do I'm gonna work at home you know the bed and stuff and I've done that too <laughs> I remember you invited me to the underground museum to meet V uh, I was like no I'm gonna stay at home and work eventually I eventually went to the space in like 2019 and like met V and mm-hmm. all that but I was like why the hell did I say no? I will never do that right. again. I'm going to stop exactly what I'm doing in that moment. Yeah. And I'm I'm going to go and enjoy space with other people. Exactly. Because shit, you really just fucking don't know. And we mm-hmm. used to, oh gosh, it sounds bad, but like, because I don't think it hit that much because we just didn't experience it. Yeah. You know, you always have to wait for that, like one shattering moment. And now when we entered this and everything shut down and people really were just dying. Mm -hmm. It was such a critical year. And it just made me think about like, wow, how long have I been taking so many things for For granted? granted. Yeah. Maybe even look at how I spend my money away and like how it's so tied to self-worth. Because there are definitely things that I would do for, maybe instant gratification or something that I thought would kind of like feel me on a physical plane, but not on like a soul level, like a dream trip or um, just a kind of dream experience or something. Yeah. And how I would like put those things on the back burners. I feel I would, that. Yeah. Like, I feel like I did a really good job in 2019 and 2018 of like getting out and taking trips. But what I didn't invest in, like I've had this record since I first moved here and I had talked myself out of buying like a $70 record player for so long. Earth, wind and fire. Earth, wind and fire. And I finally, I finally bought that. Um, and I used to play the violin and I'm about to finally buy a violin, like things like that, that I was like, Oh, I don't need to buy. I need to save my money and do this and that. So, Mm -hmm. To interject, just wanted to put that there. <laughs> no, girl, no, I feel you. I feel you. That honestly, the last little quip I have, um, I just watched Sylvie's Love. I'll let y'all watch it. Sylvie's um, Love. <laughs> it a lot. Of- let me just interject real quick again, because that's what I do. But a lot of people couldn't really enjoy the beauty of it because mm. it was it was so toxic and messy. But I'm mm. like, people just. It's a movie. You got to have some drama up in that bitch. You got to have some drama up in that bitch. You do have to have that some drama. I will say. let it, Allow it to be a conversation starter. Allow it, to, it. allow it to be a conversation starter. That's all I'll say. I'll say that because I don't want to spoil anything for people who haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. But I will say Tessa Thompson's 40s, or 37. Mm. So. She did an, a magnificent. Yes. I was not expecting that performance from her. No. I was like, this is completely different she is so multifaceted i was amazed no she did she did a really amazing job in that role um 
I like every time I want to say something about like a critique, I'm just like, I'll give the movie away. Yeah. But um, girl, just do it. Okay. So I definitely thought if you haven't watched Sylvie Love, watch it right now. That was that was the disclosure. Spoiler (laughs) alert. Yeah. You got warned. Um, Yes. Tessa Thompson's fine ass is out here playing 20 somethings at 37. So side note, the best is yet to come. Mm -hmm. Um, But in the movie, I just like wasn't. I hated the ending. Yes. I, like, same. That shit was whack. And then also, too, I just think maybe he needs more time. But I just thought the the um her love interest, I forgot the actor's name, but he was just way too stoic. Like, I just needed more from him and mm-hmm. instances where, like, they had some pretty big moments. And mm-hmm. I was just like, I get it. You know, black men, I had problems showing emotions mm-hmm. in the 1960s. But where's the I feel love? like I wish they would have showed a lot of his personal life. They didn't we didn't get to see right. any of his backstory really. Right. And I think that's what it was. Um, but I appreciated it because I'm like, that's definitely how my dad would have showed up. Mm. Like a man who tries to walk in love as much as possible, a man who tries to be as even minded as much as possible and who doesn't really like confrontation and who doesn't want to seem like a mess. Like the fact and I'm going to give away it it so I put so many pieces together about his character by the way he went to Sylvie and was like you can't come with me oh I have to go alone that that's just that said so (laughs) that said so much like it was pride he didn't know how to like express himself and things but I feel like if it was so realistic to me the mm. way he reacted. And if they would have delved deeper into his life, yeah. then we would have been able to see that. Maybe that's what I needed. Cause even, even the way like he never was able to pick up his music career again. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I hated even that, how that ended. Mm-hmm. Like, not that I'm expecting it has to be a happy ending. Like maybe they just wanted to make it more historical about what was, going on yeah Yeah. happening with jazz and then like the the auto industry in detroit like Mm -hmm. but it just seemed a little it just seemed a little weird like it just cut short and i think because we were missing a lot of his storyline and i could see some of the themes i think of um women and men in the career force Mm -hmm. especially like black relationships in in that time and i think maybe that's what they were trying to touch on just even um you know kind of how they met and you know how Sylvie kind of acquired the job at the record industry yeah. and what that meant for her career or not record industry record television industry which I yeah. didn't catch that until the end yeah and also it was it was kind of a bit rushed on his part too because I still don't even understand why he needed to go and get that job at the know. at the record store it was kind of rushed um but mm. they when I look at art and I look at film I think about what I could and what I couldn't do. Not mm. saying that I couldn't write a film and do all that because I probably could, but I've never done it before. Yeah. So I just try to accept it as it is and figure out. Um, now, there are some movies where I'm watching it and I'm like, okay, this is a hot mess, you know? But what I did appreciate about that movie is I was just able to get lost in the story and mm. I just find that so beautiful. And the fact that it was a romantic movie, I love watching romantic movies and the fact that I got to see that from two um with with black leads about black love it was just beautiful for me so I think critiques are important and we should definitely like write those (laughs) and share those but it was just it was still so much beauty about it like there were parts that made me blush parts that made me like oh my god like close my (laughs) eyes and like turn around and be like what is you doing girl like I got so embedded in it that I didn't realize the missing pieces until the end and I was Mm -hmm. like wait what but (laughs) but even but then even in the end I I guess I guess you have to watch some movies with a lot of imagination because I put a lot of I put two and two together I put two and two together a lot now it would have been better if he would have ended up being a music teacher and not having to go into the (laughs) auto industry because i was like i just want options for this nigga like that's it yeah because he was so bright he was so bright and it was just sad that that's where he he had to go it would have been cool even if it's so sad even if he was like writing music for the white man and getting like pennies and scraps 
for it. Like, unfortunately, that would be sad, but that was... But he's still doing his passion. He's still doing his passion. It was sad to see him go to the auto industry yeah. in that way. But who knows? I'm sure he had, like, a band he was playing at. In a, Something. But then, <laughs> we was embedded in that. That needed mm-hmm. to be a series. That yes. needed to be a, yes. a series. At least, yeah, there was one part. You remember when they were having the dinner at the Chinese restaurant? And he had trouble, like, signing... The receipt yes like i looked at malcolm and i was like is this are you gonna develop parkinson's <laughs> and i thought that was gonna be the end all but then like even that they put so much focus on that and they kind of dropped it so yeah. it was like i thought it was that he was just so nervous like maybe he couldn't afford it or maybe that was but we don't know we don't know it are you broke clear. or is it parkinson's or is it parkinson's <laughs> are you nervous um i think he was just super nervous because remember he couldn't even hold the chopsticks because oh. he was like that was when he like i forgot what he said but he did like basically declare his love again for her Mm. on that date so i think that's that's what what it was um but i watched that and i also a few nights ago no last night no the night before last i watched the photograph with um oh my gosh with lakeith and Issa, and I, I that that one even got some like bad reviews like the black community really weren't with it but I loved it I mm. loved it like it of course it wasn't it wasn't the most extravagant story of course but it was like I don't know it was realistic I could see those being as real people and it was beautiful I love the music selection and was very reminiscent of like Spike Lee they had a lot of jazz and they had a, mm. a mixture of like today's music and I loved how they used the music throughout the film like as they did in like old, old films like with Dorothy Dandridge to really set the mood because you know usually um in today's movies we use music as transitional pieces yeah Yes, and in this movie, it yes, it was part of a transition, but the music would still play out even as conversations started. So mm. it was just it was just really it was beautiful, and I love seeing stories of black love. We rarely get to see them, so I just try to sulk into them as much as possible. Yeah. And they did have a beautiful ending in the photograph. I was like, yes, bitch, yes, that's, that's, go and get y'all man to look. Keep this fine as hell. I just want to say that. <laughs> <laughs> that one's next up that one's next up Ooh, it's good i rented it you can watch it it, it costs you, you gotta oh, they, you gotta pay like 7.99 or that's something that's fine because uh well now we own tenant because no matter where you go that shit's 20 dollars. so Ooh, well let me know how i can watch that and i'll let you know how you can watch this and also i just because we're on the the we're going back into romance and whatever i did watch um I went back and I started watching season three of A Different World. And that's when <laughs> Whitley and Dwayne, you know, get together. Aww. Like in the first episode when he just got back from his fancy um, internship. And then, you know, Whitley's like bougie Southern girl and she's in first class. <laughs> and then he comes in first class yes. with this nice suit. So she's like, Dwayne, oh my God. <laughs> so, um, yes, I also recommend A Different World. I do like their relationship. Season three to season six. And it's so sad. Like, okay, we're about to get off this topic, but it's sad how that show ended. Do you know the history of that? No. Basically, um, they did an episode, I think in season five, about the riots. And mm. I think they were a CBS show. Whatever show, whatever white-owned network they were a part of, they warned them. They let them know, like, this is pushing it. This is pushing it. And um, basically, they didn't get renewed. They, I think they were renewed for one more season. And then after that, the, the show ended abruptly because they were like, we we don't want to support this show. Wow. So they never really got to tie up any loose ends. Mm-hmm. They never got to tie up any loose ends. And it's sort of the same thing that happened with Girlfriends where it just ended abruptly. Gosh. But A Different World was very political and it ended when it was at, at its peak. So, wow. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Right, so to wrap up for me for 2020 it was just such a special year i finally got over this guy who had definitely played with my heart in 2019 and i don't i can't even say that he played with my heart 
I just allowed myself to play with my own heart. So <laughs> I finally let that go. And that was amazing because you know how difficult it was. Um, I saw him a few times this year that made it difficult. But I feel like that was God, like, um, God making sure, like, I was actually getting over this man. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so that was good. And also, too, my perspective on men has completely changed. And I actually, I went back and listened to, I go back and listen to all our episodes. And I learned a lot about, well, one, I don't think I fully know how to explain about um, specifically what I want from a man and, you know, how I view them and what's important. I feel like in our past episodes, I didn't really thoroughly explain it. But based off of what I did share, I realized that what was most important was what I was sharing, of course, what I went into depth with. So I realized that I need to like view men differently. And I went on this, I think, beginning of November, I just went on this deep dive of like my past adult relationships, what they have really meant and, um, what I valued on them and realized that I let like a few good ones go Mm. (laughs) because, um, based off of, um, certain criteria that, that I didn't meet, but also to the ones that, that went, I believe that people come and go in your life for a reason. And I also do think that there were other aspects that would have made us split anyway. Yeah. But, um, I realized that they could have been good ones. Um, so yeah, I just, I just have a completely different view of myself in men and like seeing myself in relationships and the type of man that I want to be with. And I have proudly like committed to a, a year long journey of celibacy, which I talked to Vega about that in our, um, in the reading end of the year reading that I had with her Vega of the Mm -hmm. Valley if you guys don't know who I'm speaking about um but she had opened up to me about her journey and I won't go into specifics because that's hers to share and hopefully next season we can have her on an episode but she let me know that like after your journey of celibacy if it's extended like a year and beyond it doesn't go back to normal like you don't just start having sex again like you see sex differently you feel differently in your body you're very you're more keen and you're more particular about like your intimate experiences so that's interesting and I I really cut off all my hoes (laughs) y'all I cut off all my hoes the ones with major benefits (laughs) and the the ones that I just had around I I cut them all off and I feel really good about it and I'm happy about that and I'm more confident in myself when it comes to men so that's what that's one of my biggest realizations in 2020 um also I have really I really grown to like realize who I am and appreciate myself just because I'm 100% alone and I get to really see who I am and I, I really don't have to live up to anybody's expectations so to see how I wouldn't even call it discipline because it's just others will look at my life and be like you're highly disciplined but this is just how I operate very like the fact that I've been working out I've been reading I've been polling just really still finding a way to explore life in myself even in this climate means a lot to me um and even also me being able to maintain habits like the working out one is the biggest thing for me Mm -hmm. that's important Mm -hmm. to me and like my morning routines are so big to me and I even had a friend stay with me and he looked at me like girl you're you like you you he it's a man of course and he was like he didn't understand like why are you waking up at 7 a.m and you're 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 so particular about things it's just like this is just my life like it's to me it's not being particular it's literally me just it's living it's, it's normal for me um so that was interesting in that and this was a big year for me I took three solo trips I took That's amazing. three That's amazing. solo trips. Name them out. Tell them out. I went to Temecula as like my primer for the new year. That's how I bought in the new year for 2020. I went to Bali for my 25th birthday in February. And then I went to Jamaica on a, on the whim in September. And that's major. That's so major mm-hmm. to really be out of the country for the first time and I did go once with some friends before um, to Jamaica, um, but two years ago I did that. But this was a really big year for me. I got my apartment. 
um yeah i went on solo trips i started learning about the stock market it was just beautiful it was just really beautiful and i'm happy for 2020 and it definitely did have its difficult moments and i'm sure of course 2021 will have those but yeah 2020 was awesome and it brought me closer to god and just i just can't take anything for granted i can't take anything for granted no What I'm focusing on this year is um, really being integrity with um, everything that I say I want to do because I talked about procrastination first. So like a lot of procrastination for me from, I guess, like my early years and, you know, just really realizing how much I was doing it and kind of self-sabotaging. How does procrastination look for you, by the way? procrastination looks for me like it looks like a lot of self-sabotaging like I will I will talk myself and argue myself out of Uh, everything yeah Mm. um when I know like and I think it comes from um or came from a place of a lack of self-trust where Mm. I would I I love making lists I have very um I, I think like for me like a very strong like intuition where if I decide on something like cool I I know from a very holistic place like that is what I'm supposed to do but my mind like my anxiety will then start churning and being like say otherwise "Mm -hmm." and it will create a whole set of reasons why you shouldn't do something girl yes Mm -hmm. and all of that and I will I believe it and so it's like okay so who you want to believe like your anxiety or God because or you want to believe your anxiety something that don't even exist or you don't, you the one who living <laughs> okay shout out to soul <laughs> sorry but some really great movies came at the end of the year oh my god yes we didn't even talk about soul girl okay so like it's oh <laughs> spoiler alert yeah if you haven't seen soul um definitely log off this podcast go watch it and come right back mm-hmm. um but that part where they were showing the lost souls Mm -hmm. and before they even introduced them I was I was thinking I was like that's depression anxiety because that's what it looks like that's just the energy I got fixation yes Mm -hmm. and what um one of the characters said he was like yes the lost souls they take over these planes and some people just can't they get lost in a task or get lost in a moment yes and I just think like taking myself out and looking at myself from a third party perspective portion I that's what I probably looked like like mm-hmm. anytime someone asked me about something yeah but oh I don't really know because you know this and stuff and blah 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 and you know this and this can take this much money and it's like fuck and mm-hmm. and I I love god it takes a children's movie to take you out of your element sometimes because I love animation children's movies like yes that, they're definitely on my must watch list yes exactly <laughs> exactly and yeah it was just very telling and I had a I had a reading with Vega um, a couple of days ago, and one of the cards that she pulled, um, I forget exactly what the name of it was, but it's a it's a green stone specifically that deals with um, throat chakra energy. Mm-hmm. What deck was it from? Um, her crystal card. Oh, okay. It's sure. like it was like Chikara or something like that. I, I'll send it to you. Mm-hmm. But it was like the message was really beautiful because I think I've always kind of struggled with like um, maybe speaking, which is why this podcast has been so dope. But like speaking like from the heart without allowing like my anxiety to get in the way or something. Mm -hmm. And she was just saying a lot of too how much energy vibrates from what we speak out. Mm -hmm. And so it just made me really rethink like not just procrastination, but also like what procrastination is doing for me energetically, especially when I'm speaking on what I want to do and then I don't show up for it Mm. and how that affects like not just myself, but everyone around me. And when you really look at it, it really, it, when you don't show up for yourself or you don't do what you say you're going to do for yourself, it really does affect like everyone around you and you don't see how you're hurting. And then like, I, I know I said something earlier too about, there can almost be like a selfishness maybe from focusing so much on your anxieties and I don't want to make it seem like it's a selfishness like you're doing anything wrong Mm -hmm. but I think maybe it's a little bit of a selfishness for like your soul just Mm -hmm. you know the the love that you give yourself because 
Yeah, you're you're basically, you know, imagine like looking at your wants and dreams and hopes as, you know, a young child and like how would you want to talk to a young child? Like Yeah. You know, so I do wanna say this. I wanna Mm -hmm. interject. Yeah. Um the the way I learned to stop procrastinating was in college and Mm -hmm. was literally to just do it. And the biggest lesson for me was when I would get schoolwork my first semester no my first couple of months of school like two three months were really difficult for me and I would get so anxious because I wouldn't necessarily procrastinate to do my homework because to me if it's due in three weeks I don't gotta start doing it on week one the way I got over my procrastination was I would just start I would just do things like if I would be assigned a project on today and it's not due until March I would start it tomorrow Mm -hmm. and I yeah I would maybe I would spend like a a full night like doing most of it and I wouldn't touch it again for two weeks but I would just just start it just do it like Nike said (laughs) but that's really the way to me the the way to get over procrastination Mm -hmm. and it's still a journey for me because now like with this project I'm working on for the mama green and you know as I'm doing things that are different you know way way out of my realm I'm I am having those like anxious thoughts like oh girl you're gonna spend this money you're gonna do this nobody's gonna buy it all this but like girl just do it literally just just do do it. it yeah I remember when I started my YouTube channel I was like you know what just do it and then people around me thought it was so stupid that I was doing it like they would make fun of me Mm. I remember um I was in college like my freshman year and we had to create because I was a theater major a performance major and we had to do this like short film and I was like, oh, well, I really want to edit the the videos. And people were mean, like, don't edit them like your YouTube videos because this, and, this mm. and that. And I could have let that, you know, break me down and stop doing it. But I was like, I don't care. I'm just I'm just going to keep doing it. And I made those people look so stupid. Yeah. Because a year yeah. later, I was popping. <laughs> I was popping. Let them doubt you if they want. Like, yeah. And not, not on some, like some victim mentality or anything just like let people do what they want to do you know and you do exactly what you want to do yeah and because you know what you're working with and they want to that's within their truth to say like no this is not what we're looking Mm -hmm. for whatever they want to deny it that's within them yeah and And yeah that's what i I see my my anxiety as those people Mm. because my anxiety is much more meaner than those people Mm -hmm. and i'm like i don't care what you say I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do it. And then once you, once you get, so once you start seeing results, like once you, you go over that final hurdle of like saying, I don't care to your anxiety or saying you don't care to those people. Once you reach that final, your first like pinnacle of success or achievement, it, it just becomes intoxicating. You, yeah. you you're like, I, I have to do this. And it, it's so, it's so rewarding and you feel so strong and it feels like there's really nothing you can do. Yeah. Mm. Facts. I'm trying to also in 2022, not to, I think, take things as personally mm-hmm. and really learn um, boundaries between what I pick up and people's feelings or responses and what's actually accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I guess, like, I always kind of have felt like an empath, but, like, I was told at that last moon circle that we went to, which makes a lot of sense because I would spend um, a lot of times just being really sad or angry or just some type of emotion, like, and it usually was negative for no reason, and I mm. really didn't have it, and then I would start to slowly think, like, okay, well who was I spending it around? And it would start to make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so now also, and I think too, that's another takeaway for, for 2021. What I really want to focus on is just like instilling and really maintaining those like stronger boundaries. And sometimes it's not necessarily even like speaking. Sometimes it is just emotional and to just like really be like, oh, okay, cool. That's, that's you. If you're having a bad day mm-hmm. and it has nothing to do with to me do with you. and I don't have to try to fix it either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Any other things you want to focus on in 2021 and yes. I'll hold you, I'll hold you to it, girl. You know, I will. Oh, yes. Hold me to it. Hold me to it. Um, yeah, I guess like 
getting with the times. Like, I don't know, the Jetsons just popped into my head. <laughs> it's like, for some reason. But um, I really want to just, like, be very uh, just open to what's going on and just, like, cognizant mm-hmm. of the lives that the life changes that might happen. So like, I know earlier we were talking about like, do we get a car in 2021? Yeah. Because I like, I honestly want to think like, I want to be that kind of practical where, well, do I actually need, need a car? Yeah. By the way, we are both leasing our cars and our leases are up this year. And mm-hmm. we're trying to decide, do we need to have a car note? <laughs> um, do we, do we need to pay for insurance? Right. Or should we just, get a bike, use public transportation in Uber when we can. Hello. Sustainability. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I might be on a bike with you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, 2021. I, so with my reading with Vega and my personal readings, I've just been called to really just put my faith into to life and put my faith into God and my divine counsel and know that my life i have a divine destiny and it will only reveal itself in time it's nothing that i can force myself to do it's nothing that i can force into happening it's something that is going to happen and in my reading with vega i got a card specifically that said relaxation Mm. And to me, relaxation doesn't mean, it can mean like being on vacation, being in a hammock and just chilling. But relaxation for me is literally just being in the present moment and being okay with watching films, being okay with reading books, being okay with writing, being okay with just sitting and um, evolving without feeling like I need to attach any value to it. Just do it just to do it, just do it to just be present. So that is what I am challenging myself to do this year. And I'm going to do it all year. And this is crazy because this is a journey that started for me in 2017 when I when I moved out here. Um, more so in 2018. I just had the feeling of, and that was when I was heavy into modeling and I was doing this and that with modeling and my YouTube was really going really good. I was just basically your average influencer. And I had this feeling of, this isn't what I'm supposed to do. Like I'm not supposed to be, this was good while it was good, but I feel like I'm supposed to do something more. Like specifically I said to myself, I should be doing something that's enriching people lives more. So, um, and I wasn't really enjoying what I was doing. Mm. So I feel like I finally got into the mindset where I can sit back, I can relax, I can let go of some of the things that I was doing, like not being so heavy in the YouTube, the, the influencing and just being able to sit and be present and to learn and to ex- expand on other interests that have nothing to do with money and to explore and just allow that purpose to come to me yeah so that's what I'm doing this year it's really difficult because I am a a highly productive person I am a person who says they're going to do something and they do it and usually I get a positive result so that's what I'm doing this year and that's what I'm going to focus on this year and I don't know how that's going to (laughs) go But another card that I also got was chaos. So mm. um, this year is going to be very difficult. Um, my world is going to be flipped upside down. But through that. Oh, because Jupiter is going to your 12th house. Mm-hmm. But mm. because of that, um, it, so be, something beautiful is going to blossom. And yeah. we're also truly entering the age of Aquarius. For real, for real, for real. So the old way of doing things that were once very successful for me. And I feel like this past two years, the way I've been operating haven't been as successful as they once were. I literally, it used to be like magic. Like I could from 20, basically up until 2019. Yes. From up to there, um, when I got to college to like 2018, I could literally say I want to do something. I make a plan and I do it and I get the exact result. 
if not better. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 2019, 2020, it just didn't work out that way. And I got really frustrated. Like yeah. I did X, Y, and Z. Like, why am I not getting this result? And I would feel really bad about it. And I would start to get down on myself, but I had to realize like, that's just not what it is. Like, you know, I, I had to learn. It took, it took so much for me to get to the point where I could be proactive and I could plan. I could be strategic and all that to get a result. That was a lesson that I had to learn. It was really important because I didn't have that up until that point. Right. I was very lazy. Like, (laughs) but, um, now it's like, now you have to blend the two. Don't be lazy. But don't be so in control. You mm-hmm. got to find that beautiful mi- middle. And that's yeah. where the magic is going to happen. That's where you're going to be able to be live, where you're going to able to to where you're going to be able to live fully and presently, but also receive these blessings without mm-hmm. overexerting yourself. Yes. Um, so that's what a lot of this year is going to be about. And then also just prioritizing my relation my relationship with God in mm. my spiritual practice. So um making sure I'm praying, make, making sure I'm meditating, making sure I'm journaling. Um and just just really exploring things that have nothing to do with money. So I'm going to be continuing my polling. I am going to continue to read books that I'm just really interested in and um things like I'm I'm working on my Spanish. Um, I eventually want to learn, be fluent in Spanish, but I'm starting by like learning some phrases. So when we go to Tulum, I know how to speak something. (laughs) So doing that and then really just consuming other people's work and getting to know people's story stories. Cause I haven't done that presently in a very long time. Mm -hmm. Like, I would consume people's art, consume people's work and just think about how I need to go harder, you know, but now it's just like, no, I'm going to sit here. I'm going to enjoy this and I'm going to congratulate them for their hard work that they're doing. But when I'm done with this, I'm going to go and I'm a poll and I'm a read or do something that has nothing to do with me creating something. So that's what I'm going to do this year. It's really scary. I do have a fear of falling behind because I feel like I've been a person who's been above the curve for a really long time. And I found a lot of my confidence there and a lot of my found a lot of my value and defined a lot of myself Mm -hmm. in that area. So I'm scared to get out of that. (laughs) But it is what it is. I don't have to um, be seen as a person who's above the curve to um, step into my divine destiny and find true joy in my life and to be able to spread whatever joy I have left to others. So, right. Right. That's me. (laughs) I love that. And, and I think too, like being above the curve is, it's kind of another way of what does success mean to you? Mm -hmm. So your definition of above the curve can still be in this just because you're prioritizing things that you need to and and in some way like yes intrinsically you could look at that and say you are above the curve than maybe what other people are doing doing. yeah by by focusing on things that are important to you but I I think it's it's super relative and if that's something that you still want to identify with that that's all internal and you yeah and you still you still are above the curve like claim that for yourself you're above the curve because you're prioritizing yourself thank you yeah but I do want to give that put that out of my vocabulary because I don't mm. want to feel like I have to feel good by being ahead of others mm, um, I see yeah I, I also think that I have a big ego I do I have a huge ego I do I don't show it to people <laughs> I don't show it to people but I do I do and I want to start to break that down and um just feel like I'm just a part of a community I am a person who's living I don't want to feel like I feel like I'm always going to feel like I'm a special person just because I do think that my design is unique like how Mm -hmm. I think and how my life has occurred and how I feel like a I have a special journey but just because my journey is special you can feel that everyone can feel that you know but I don't want to feel like in a pack I'm a special person Mm -hmm. like I think naturally there will probably always be something about me that sticks out in a pack but I don't want to live with that mindset because I, I feel like I've identified with that so much in a way that has made me boost my ego up in a way that I don't want it to be left up.
we haven't really planned for next season just yet we have been throwing out ideas and we've been thinking about how we want to improve our personal workflow so we can just be more buttoned up on the back end but on the front end of things from what you guys receive we know we want to have guests for Mm -hmm. sure and that's pretty much all that we have delved into we want to have more conversations about career because we haven't had any on this right season and we want to talk about people who have multifaceted careers like corporate careers and uh, but also have very hefty creative careers simultaneously people who are spiritualists we've also talked about how we don't want to rush things we may see a new season in march we may see a new season in the summer we may see it next fall we're not really forcing ourselves to meet any deadline but we do want to make sure that when we do come out with season two it's thorough we want to make sure it's meaningful and we also in the meantime want to make sure that we're maintaining the community that we have built it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing though mm-hmm. i do know that and i'm, I'm just excited to see like the growth of yeah. it yes <laughs> the mess and the magic of it honey the mess and the, mess the magic, and magic. all right ladies man. and gentlemen we have grabbed the stage Get the same. Mm-hmm. So, what would you like to say, Jop, my love? Mm, resentments. Mm. Negative thought patterns that keep me in loops, keep everybody in loops. Negative thinking overall and allowing it to go on for longer than need be. Mm. Spiritual discernment, or I guess distance. From God. So I, I love what you said about just keeping a strong spiritual practice. That's important. Yes. That's important. Yes. And um, feeling like you you have to stay stuck in anything or you're stuck in anything. You're I never love that. Stuck. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Could you like to sage out? I am saging out. So I have this thing where. I will feel some type of way about people and like my friends and something Mm. and I will feel hurt about something (laughs) because I'm not that friend where where you could I feel everything and if I feel like someone's not being a good good friend to me I get hurt and I don't brush it under the rug so I am saging out I guess resentment like holding things in and not communicating because I think that's really important and you you said something the other day that really stuck with me you're like you have to allow people the space and the chance to be to love you the way you want to be loved they people Uh can only love you the way that they they have been loved or that they have been giving love so that was important to me I'm doing that and then getting in my own way Mm -hmm. I feel like I have found ways to not get in my own way, but it's been a struggle, girl. Like, I be struggling. Even with this project for the Mama Green, I've been working on it for a year, which I'm not upset, but it could have been, it could have come out way before it's going to come out. But I was, I wouldn't say it was procrastinating, but I was just getting in my own way. Yeah. I was getting in my own way. And then just, I just want to say just out of my life, just unintentional men and Mm. me, like, giving men who aren't worth it my time closer to you like i never want to do that ever again in my life like i i never want to do that ever again in my life so bloop 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 yeah so we are pull the card oh oh already so the card we have is tsunami wake up call one of the scariest and more destructive of natural phenomena along with volcanoes earthquakes hurricanes and tornadoes jesus a tsunami occurs when a large volume of water is suddenly and rapidly displaced it's triggered by an undersea disturbance typically an earthquake or volcanic eruption that causes a series of powerful waves to travel across the ocean at speeds up to 500 miles per hour yet on the open ocean the height of these waves seems so small that they generally passed a note unnoticed as these waves collectively called a tsunami get closer to the shoreline their height increases enormously even as their speed slows to 50 miles per hour the distance between the waves or the tro can be considerable 
taking 20 to 30 minutes from wave to wave. If the trough hits the land first, the water recedes rapidly and dramatically, followed within minutes by an enormous wave that initially comes as a surge. This receding is a clear sign of an impeding tsunami. We can't outrun the wave that follows, but we can avoid being swept up in the destruction by moving to higher ground. You are getting a wake-up call. It may be in the form of a significant loss or other dramatic events in your life, typically one that you were not prepared for initially. You may feel stunned at first, surprised by the unexpected events that are occurring, yet you also know that it is time to draw back the curtain of avoidance and denial and confront the truth that exists in the subtext of this event. You are experiencing a real life drama, so there is no need to amplify it more than it already is. Often when you look back after something like this has passed, you can recall signs that foreshadowed it happening that has happened to me so many mm, times. Oh my gosh, right? There may even have been obvious clues that you ignored or omens that were so subtle that were easily easy to dismiss as imaginings of the mind rather than the voice of your instinct. There are many anecdotes about animals operating purely on instinct. Picking up on clues and naturally seeking higher ground before an approaching tsunami reaches the land. To negotiate this wake-up call, listen closely to your instincts, while at the same time seeking the higher ground of spiritual truth. So, mm. this is basically saying listen to your intuition, listen to the things that you desire and go towards those, and when something doesn't feel right, retreat or seek higher ground to look at a situation or a, at a person from a bird's eye view or a top level so you can really see what it is that you desire also your spiritual practice could be be you um connecting to god to your spirit spirit guides but if you don't have that type of practice i'm a firm believer that like god is within you so seek your higher self and that can be your spiritual practice and just know that this year it's it's still gonna be some ish it's gonna be a little doozy so it's um, still gonna be a doozy so we still need to just make sure that we are we're preparing for it and yeah we're open to it and we're not trying to run from it we're trying to look at it from a top level exactly and um yeah i think still stay safe because there's like a different strain out there um and I know the virus affects people so differently, but if we can prevent getting sick, we definitely want to do that. So take care of yourselves, wear your mask. We can, um, well, yes, wear your mask. Yes, <laughs> um, please wear your mask. Wear your mask. Um, get tested when you can. I know, um, at least out here in LA, the testing sites are a little full. Um, after the holidays but just schedule the test y'all and just make sure that you're staying safe mm -hmm. um and testing is free in a lot of places so yes. take advantage of that yes. Yes, yes yes so be well stay safe um continue to follow us on instagram at mess and magic podcast and we will speak to you guys sometime this year yes. thank you we're wrapping this up Woo! Bow, 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 bow. <laughs> Yes, yes.